Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Welcome to another Summer Stunt Series episode of The Chaser Report, where we sit down with some of the team and talk about the old days and the stunts and the adventures that we had. Charles Firth is here, I'm Dom Knight, and Andrew Hansen is with us once again. And Hello. Andrew, in a previous episode, just to give a bit of a, a cliffhanger, you mentioned that you actually you know, drank a bit performing some of these characters of yours. Well, yeah, doing those pranks um, on Chaser TV shows, because I hated doing them. Because I really mm. don't like upsetting people, or you know, and I get—I was also very nervous about the fact that it was an uncontrolled mm. environment because it wasn't a shoot like a normal film shoot. You have some, you know, you've got a lot of control over the lighting and the the camera angles, where you stand, and all that sort of stuff. Whereas when you shoot a prank, yeah, all you've got really is a script and some ideas and maybe mm. a funny prop or a, an amusing and, costume. And- and also the near certainty that somebody's going to get really angry at you at some point. In the <laughs> Plus next that, yes, yes. I, which I, did, I didn't like that. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't like the idea that you know I might be facing in the wrong direction or that they mm. wouldn't get the shot. Yeah, and you would have wasted this whole this whole opportunity. You know, it was very nerve wracking. Don't don't do it. If we had to shoot a huge amount in any given week, even just to make sure that there was enough show to go around. So we'll get into that in a moment here on the Chase Report. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. Yeah, the pressure to not fuck up a shot was extreme, wasn't it? Because it's terrible. having to t- make so many, what, 20 episodes we made in the first year. I think the first two years. Too many episodes. It was insane. It was the sort of it was the sort of show that should have had six episodes and it had 26 in the first year. Because so they, they, <laughs> was it 26? They put it in the, in the, the fat slot. <laughs> yes. uh, and the fat was a panel show of people talking about sport. And we made this massively high production value series. Yeah, with sketches and, mm. and, and songs and pranks and everything. Um, it, was bon- it was bonkers. We worked far too hard, which is why we all refused so, to do this American version of it. Yeah, mm, you that mentioned that, that before we ch- we in the series. It was, um, well, it's saying with Chaz that it was actually um, the, the level of kind of police going crazy and guns everywhere would have probably made it quite a dicey thing to do. Oh, yeah, it would have been very risky in the US. Yeah, terrible. And we were already exhausted from doing it in Australia. And the, the, <laughs> and the US deal was something like, you have to do it for six years. And mm. <laughs> we all just thought we, people's yeah. faces just went pale. At and the, the agents went, oh, you can just walk away after two or three. It's fine. And we just kind of went, no, but it says six. We're not going to sign it. They can make us. Yeah, yeah. That would have been horrible. Oh dear, uh, but but also you would have had to have dealt with your alcoholism problem. Well, I would have, yeah, I would have had to deal with my booze, my booze, yeah, because because I got so nervous about going to shoot these pranks at the at the start of this that I would I would down drinks before I went out to shoot. So thinking, what, what did you drink? What was it? <clears throat> well, beer, just whatever, because it was cheap and really? nearby. Mm. So I'd and go did, and have these beers at, at like you know nine a.m. And was this on the advice of Fitzy at all? Was he around? Because <laughs> no. Fitzy always what? said to me, oh, you should just have a, a little shot of whiskey. A little loose you. This is the yeah, studio director he, he worked with. Uh, you mean our studio director, Mark Fitzgerald? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, 
he was probably joking. He, I don't think he would have been serious, would he? Oh no, he. I think he was deadly. I never, I never followed that advice. But he, oh. yeah, no, he. Well, I don't he was think a big so. believer in the in the cheeky whiskey at nine a.m. Really, a settler, mm. a settler. Yeah, to, just, just, to, just, just for to calm the was, nerves. Yeah, when it stunts, because you know, like you actually do perform better if you're relaxed. Mm, you Dutch either courage. need to have some alcohol or have an ego so large that you have a sort of Craig <laughs> Rucastle style <laughs> assurance that everything it will be fine. It was terrifying, wasn't it? But it, it's definitely true that the fear of not getting it was so powerful. Yeah, the fear of not getting it. That's why I had to drown that fear with yeah. a beer. The rare but times I realized when I like, was allowed to do it, I just remember being absolutely terrified of, of fucking up. Oh, yes, yes, but, awful. And, but and, Andrew, um, you're not even a big drinker. Like, I'm, no, no, I'm not a big drinker, so I'd be roaring. By you know. this. No, that's yeah. right, because so the first few that I did, I was roaring drunk. I mean, you know, <laughs> just just appalling. It's amazing I could get the script out. And I realised pretty quickly after, after maybe um, two weeks of doing this, that mm. I, I was headed in a very bad direction because we were shooting at least yeah. five days a week, if not more. Mm. And we also had to write and pr- produce and everything else. So I couldn't, I couldn't keep it up. I had to, I had to train myself to just deal with the terror. Well, let's so hear um, one of your more challenging characters, because Mister Ten Questions tended to go to fairly high-profile events. You weren't just hassling McDonald's workers and random passers-by. You were actually dealing with celebrities generally. People yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I, I had this. Um, yeah, I had this idea uh, for this reporter who would just go and ask a rapid series of ten questions. Because a lot of people do that, don't they? In, in mm. um, uh, you it's know, so annoying. Audiences, Q and A sessions. There's always somebody who says, "Um, I actually have two questions," and you know, <laughs> it's like, "No, don't you? You cheat! Don't ask two. And I thought it would be funny if there was a man who always asked ten, <laughs> and just really far. And then you'd get the additional sort of bafflement <laughs> from whoever you'd just asked ten questions in a row to without a, without a pause, uh, of them trying to recall what the ten questions were. <laughs> just again, just sort of. Going outside social politeness, in, in, and there's no, there's no way you can answer it without it being funny. Even if people answer all ten questions, which actually happened, I think on at least one occasion. Well, it happened only once ever, only mm. once ever. But, it, but everyone else failed, and these quite high-profile people, you know, couldn't do it. Like Hugh Jackman, I asked him ten questions, he couldn't do it. Um, Charlize Theron just walked away halfway through them. Uh, Peter Carey, he he failed. He's a brilliant author. He couldn't answer the ten. Could questions. have kept all the narrative strands in his head, surely. <clears throat> you would have thought so. You would have. You would have thought so. The one. The one. The only one. People used to take it in fairly good humour. That one, except for once when um, I, I, Sophia Loren, the Italian, you know, movie star, was giving this press conference, and I went there and asked her ten questions, and she was. She seemed fine about it, but man. The, the room of Italians, they were furious because I, what I didn't realise is that to, to Italians, Sophia Loren is, is, is more holy than the Pope. You, can't, mm. uh, you cannot uh, sort of make fun of her. Uh, no, not that it really was. It was more just no, a just silly a prop, idea. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to just be a silly idea. But, um, but I, rem- I, I always remember um, walking out after doing that. Uh, one old Italian lady hissed at me <laughs> like this. And another, another old Italian lady, because they were all old, um, another old Italian lady looked at me and said, you are disgusting, <laughs> like, like, in a really angry tone. Probably because she'd just no asked one question earlier and wished she'd thought of asking more. She was jealous. Well, <laughs> you asked 10. 
no wonder I had to drink to get through <laughs> these experiences. Man. Is that the clip so, you've got, Andrew? Is that Sophia Loren? Uh, no, actually, no. The one I have is the one and only time where the celebrity actually managed to answer all 10 of the questions. And that, he's the actor, Anthony LaPaglia, who recently won an actor award, actually. And uh, yeah, I, I, I was quite astounded that he, he managed to recall all 10 of the questions and, and answer them. Does anybody have any questions? I do, Anthony. Yes. If I could just ask you ten questions. First, are uh, you having a nice day? Only ten. Second, have you ever met that other Anthony Lapalia with the Australian accent? Third, why is it called without a trace when all you do is find traces and follow them? Fourth, speaking of which, have you tracked down Harold Holt yet? Fifth, did you or anyone who worked on Lantana actually understand the plot? And sixth, why the fuck was Glenn Robbins in that movie? Seventh, you're a bit Italian. Is it Calzone or Calzone? Eighth, uniform daylight saving hours. Will they bring down our society? Ninth, do you feel the HP IPAC RW6828 multimedia messenger could sway the smartphone market? And tenth, given your surname, do you think Australia should have a silent G in it as well? The last question, yes. I think it should have two silent Gs, the first one at the beginning. Uh, the ninth question, um, there is a strong possibility that it actually could overtake that market. It depends on where you're from, but Calzone will do. So you found Harold Holt. Harold Holt? We're looking. The plot of Lantana, you're going to have to call Ray Lawrence. He'll give you the answers to all of that. He directed the film. Glenn Robbins was fantastic in Lantana. Daylight saving hours? I think there's some more to do with bringing down the productivity of cows in terms of producing milk. Having a nice Fantastic. Day. And the other Anthony LaPaglia with the Australian accent. Oh, he left in uh, 1982. Uh, is that right, without a trace? Yes. <laughs> well, he impressive. needed some prompts, didn't he? I mean, he didn't quite remember it all. Nevertheless, uh, you know, at least he got close. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. It's nice that on one occasion, and only one occasion, uh, Mr. Ten Questions actually got the Ten Questions uh, answered. Yeah, it was the only time, I know, we kind of needed one where, where it finally happened. And uh, yeah, so even though I had to prompt, I was impressed though when he said, in answer to your ninth question. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is impressive. <laughs> Prompts aside, I mean, what, what is with this guy's mind, man? I got, yeah. It really dates it beautifully, the, the HP Messenger smartphone with the model number. <laughs> I know, yes, our phones used to be called things like that instead of, you know, iPhone. I, it reminds me of that wonderful sketch that uh, the two of you largely started in the radio show where you had, Charles had a specific model of, was it dishwasher? <laughs> oh, yes. It's one of my favourite sketches that Charles wrote. If you we go to a streaming uh, service and check out the uh, Radio Chaser no, we album, should, you can... we should play it now. Why don't oh, we play, play it now? The, okay, here it is. We're allowed to play it. Oh, well, there he is. This yeah. is buying a dishwasher, Charles's sketch. Hi, I'd like to buy a dishwasher, please. Certainly, sir. Were you after an SMU46GS01A or were you more thinking of an SMU66MS02A or perhaps even an SMP66MX01A? Uh, well, what's the difference? What do you mean? What's the difference between those dishwashers? You're kidding, right? No. Well... 
The SMU66MX02A has an AquaSensor Super Silence Eco Drive, while the SMP66MX01A has an AquaSilence Eco Sensor Super Drive. It's really quite simple. So, so which one's better? Well, it depends what you're after. I mean, are you more of a AquaSilence Eco Sensor Super Drive kind of person or an AquaSensor Super Silence Eco Drive type person? That's personal preference. So, so which one cleans better? Well, the SMU66MX02A has ion energy cleaning pressurizer, while the SMP66MX01A uses inductive thermocleanse technology. Yeah, but which machine results in cleaner dishes? Depends. On what? On which one you're using. Look, I'll, I'll just buy this one. The SMU66MS02A? <sighs> All right. Hey, Gary, got a customer here who wants the SMU66MS02A. <laughs> you're kidding. <laughs> I'm serious. He's, he's right here. Uh, I'm sorry, is there something wrong with it? Oh, no, no. No, not at all. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'll be $1,200, please. Are, are you sure it's all right? It's fine. Darling, did you get a dishwasher? Yeah, I, I went with this one. You bought an SMU66M S02A? How could you? What? I'm sorry. I put up with it when you bought a VDE45W vented tumble dryer. And I didn't say anything when you came home with that HBG672BS1A oven. But an SMU66M S02A? Goodbye, Charles. But I, I still don't understand the difference. You never did, Charles. You never did. Uh, here you go, the SMU66MS02A. I told him it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So uh, specific model numbers are always I mean, funny. The funny thing about that sketch is that I, I cast you in that sketch, Andrew, because I knew I had no ability to speak that fast with those model numbers. Like, I would just fluff it every time. Whereas you... I think you did, what, like, one take on that sketch and you got I, it perfect. So. I relish complicated model numbers. I spent my childhood <laughs> practising them. I just renovated my kitchen and um, we were laughing so hard. We, we played that sketch after trying to buy a stovetop because we, we bought yeah. the six, 604 UMB one, three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was true, like the salespeople said, but but that doesn't even work. Or, you know, and it's like, you should have got the 604 UMB one, three, you know. Like, you know. Yeah. It works for, what I love about that is it does, it works for almost any appliance because they, they, they all have that this time, this way, mm. like if it's a washing machine or whatever it is. Uh. What about Clive, Andrew? Uh, Clive, uh, Clive, the slightly too loud commuter, because that was a, just another one of being you know, breaking the social contract of how we behave in public places on a train. Yeah, yeah, the guy, the guy who speaks too loudly on his mobile on a train. Well, that was a brilliant idea that Chris, again, Chris Taylor had had most of the brilliant ideas. I feel on 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 uh, the Chasers' War, and yeah, he had this. He just he just noticed that you know people talk on phones on public transport. So he didn't annoying. have a mobile too, which is probably key to the observation. Well, yeah, for a very long time, <laughs> yeah, one of the last didn't. people to get one. Yeah, Chris was probably wondering what is that peculiar device that he's, he's talking <laughs> into. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, I got cast to to play this this guy. Uh, that that I suffered gr- greatly doing that because we had to shoot that on crowded trains, and I was mm. usually talking about very personal, you know, <laughs> s- sexual problems. I mean, mm. He had one conversation where he he'd caught herpes of the elbow, and. He was wondering if it was because he accidentally, uh, while making love to his wife, accidentally elbowed her in the vagina. And uh, you know, having to say these things on crowded trains is very oh. upsetting to me. 
And, and having to say it not just once, because, I mean, the audience think, oh, that's awkward, oh, gee, that must have been awkward to say that. But, uh, of course, you know, you, they, they forget that for every, for every one you see, I, I had to try that about 15 times for Clive. Because mm. they were really hard to shoot, you know, to get the reactions of the passengers. Yeah, did they ever do nothing? Uh, well, yeah, a, a lot of people out of politeness, because people are politeness, and when a crazy man is talking on the train, you usually just sit there frozen yeah. solid, don't you? Um, <laughs> and this was before the days yeah. when um, the kind of racist rant videos started to go viral. It mm. kind of was, really wasn't it? It actually vibe, was. You, mm. you, you sort right. of kicked off the racist rant <laughs> I like. I like to think that's my legacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, that I inspired a, a whole generation yeah. of racists to do it themselves. <laughs> Did you ever get stabbed? Because I, I reckon... <laughs> yeah, I think you would have known about, about that. There was always a non-trivial risk of something like that. But the, the thing people never realise, because it looks like you're just doing this thing alone in a, in a train and it's terribly brave, but there's actually two or three people with you filming it and, you know, signing mm. things and whatever. All, all people who can also be stabbed, Dom. This is true. <laughs> yeah. uh, some of these things, I mean, Chaz was saying... Things got very physically hairy. He had a knife held to his uh, to his neck. So somehow it seems very chaz for that to have happened to him. Uh, of course that would happen to him. That didn't happen yeah. to anybody else, and, and I blame him for that. And remember, the, the guy did actually say, I know who you are, and I'm going to kill you, chaz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah, it was one of his was, family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it had been Andrew, it would have been like, oh, hello, pleased to meet you. <laughs> Let me just put down my knife. <laughs> I've got ten questions for you. Because people did it to you, didn't they, Andrew? For oh, years. they did, yes. I was always oh, getting no. asked ten questions by, by people Yeah, back and, then. And did you pretend that it was funny every single time? Uh, I dutifully pre- It actually was. I, they were actually often better than my own. They were brilliant. Some of the... <laughs> Some of the fans who would come and ask me 10 questions, they were superbly written and performed. And I used to think, gosh, you should just be on the show. Did anything ever go horribly wrong doing these sorts of characters? I mean, uh, the Rosafela end thing was awkward, but I remember you, you were fairly unscathed. Well, other than to, me, to me, that uh, awkwardness is horribly wrong, Dom. That's, that's, uh, that, to me, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, but, but I, look, no, I don't think anything did, did go horribly wrong. This, this is one of the great illusions of, of the show is people thought it was very edgy and dangerous, but it was actually really quite safe. Thank you very much, Andrew. Well, thank you, Dommy and Charles. This is lovely. Our guests from Road Microphones, we're part of the ACAST Creator Network. We'll have another episode for you tomorrow. Looking back on uh, the old days when we could do stunts without getting videoed and or sued and or stabbed. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. (laughs) Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris, and Mop Master dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.